Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. But I still believe, I still believe Through the cold and through the heat Through the rain and through the tears Through the crowds and through the cheers Oh, I still believe Man, I'm ready to pod. It's been a minute. Hey, is this? I was thinking about this. Is this the preseason pod? We're not even in preseason mode yet, are we? We haven't even officially ended our fourth season. But before we get there, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, number one Browns podcast on the planet. You got Raleigh and Kevin. I, oh, we said our I names backwards. Unintentionally did that, but it works. It works. Roll yep. with it. I think, uh, yeah, so people that have been listening for the last few years know that we kind of disappear for February and March um, because, one, we're exhausted, you're exhausted, no one wants to talk Browns February or March, or really April, May, June, but hey. We're the regular season. The season ended, our podcast season <laughs> ended after week two. Uh, yeah, that Jets game almost killed me. But I was gone half of February with work. You've had a lot of stuff going on. And now here we are. We're just checking in, saying what's up. Obviously, we got to get back on the mic after some big free agency signings and some trades that have been going down. But uh, before we get there, what's up? Talk to me. What's up? Uh, so much has changed. I I was going to a gym. Felt like I was in on the cusp of decent shape. And then one thing led to another. It's been about a month since I've been there. And I'm like, ah, let myself go again. So wait, wait, can we miss can- a mini cycle? Can you please, first of all, I, uh, Raleigh and I go to the same gym here in Chicago today. I worked out earlier this afternoon. I went to the locker room after the workout and (laughs) some like kid, a little younger than us, he was like leaning up against his locker after just working out full sweat and he's just hitting his vape, just the hardest and just the the happiest I've ever seen a person or (laughs) or most relieved I've ever seen a person in my entire life. I like he'd been walking in the desert for hours, days, and just got his first glass of water. He was so happy to hit that vape in the locker room after his run or lift or whatever. It was incredible. How, how um, old do you think he was? Because we do not promote like underage mid, vaping. Mid-20s. No, he wasn't a kid. I mean, but he was just, uh, I mean, hey, man, God bless. But if you got to go right to the vape after you get a good lift or a run-in, that's not, that's just going to be miserable. Um, have, hey, have, will you, before we get there, sorry, can you please share <laughs> your chiropractor experience? Oh, shit. let me preface this with Raleigh and I live two streets away from each other in Chicago at the top of our respective streets is a big street. And on that big street is a chiropractor. Raleigh went to this chiropractor about a month or what, six weeks ago. I don't know. And then as he's leaving, he texted me and goes, man, you got to go to this chiropractor. I've never been to one. It was awesome. It was cheap. 
And then uh, a few hours later, you you changed your your pitch, and I'd like you to pick it up from here. Okay. So, gosh, taking me back to the dark time. And you had never been to a chiropractor. I've never been. To I, I had been to a chiropractor, but I always leave angry, <laughs> and uh, the streak continues. Because typically, if you go to a chiropractor, it's always when you're in a state of duress. It's never like, you know what? I feel like I could loosen my joints and be more limber. It's always like, I'm in pain. My back hurts and I want you to crack it or do something like the videos I see on the internet and make me feel instantly better. But then you go there and nine out of 10 of them are like, Oh, we're going to take some x-rays first. And, and then you're going to come like tomorrow. And then it's like, okay, you're just trying to get me to come to another appointment. And then you're still in pain tomorrow. And then they are constantly selling you like, so do you want to fix it? Yeah. It's like, are you trying to feel better? Or are you trying to fix it? And I'm like both, but mostly feel better. They're like, okay. Cause Look at this picture, and they see show your picture of your out of whack back. But you out of whack back, that would be a good name for a chiropractic company. But real quick, because we have a guest coming on in six minutes, I want to make sure we cover everything. Your text went from, man, you've got to go to this chiropractor. It's right here. It's cheap. It was really good. To a few hours later texting me, I can't move. To the <laughs> next day, sending a selfie from the doctor or the hospital like I am in serious trouble right now. So like you couldn't have sold this. Like the More. ebbs and flows of this cell went from this changed my life to I'm in so much pain. I want to die in like 12 hours. Okay. So I am in immense pain sleeping on the floor. And I'm like, I'm going to a chiropractor, go to this guy. I'm like, do you crack on the first appointment? He goes, yeah, sure. And then he what an tells me things question. and he, cracks it and i'm like okay i feel a little better and i was feeling a little bit better and i walked home and i'm like i'm feeling so much better and i guess he told me you gotta ice it and i'm like mm -hmm. okay at home uh life goes on i'm like trying to chase my kid around and i use the heating pad i wake up like i can't even move the next morning and i'm like <laughs> how am i so much worse and i like hobble to this guy I'm like yeah it actually got worse and I told him that I used a heating pad. He said, well, I told you to ice it. And I'm like, oh, I thought those were like the same thing. He's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So then he does something again. And I'm like, okay, it's not work better. The next day I'm like, I haven't improved or gotten worse, but I'm like, this is the worst thing of my life. And Kate goes, why don't you just go to urgent care and ask for a painkiller or a muscle relaxer? And I'm like, you know what? I will do that. And when you hear muscle relaxers and painkillers, I'm like, well, I don't want to become a, you know, yeah, crackhead. Um, no offense to anybody that's been hit by those issues, but I go and they give me a muscle relaxer and I just feel so much better by a thousand percent. And, uh, and I just feel like that guy tricked me like, yeah, it was inexpensive, but it also didn't really do anything. And my, like he was telling me that I need to come multiple times a week and all of this stuff. And I'm like, for what do you think he purposely injured you? So you'd have to come back to him. No, I don't No, I wouldn't put that on him. I just think he's knowingly not doing anything. Well, regardless, uh, this is get... also, let's not forget that you are also the same person who fell asleep on your balcony on porch furniture and then had to go to the hospital the next day because you uh, broke your back essentially ah uh, the so season 2 you you got to yeah you got to yeah you got to get a back specialist or something because you're what they're your all chiropractors got to be all dude. screwed up oh hey you want to you want to piss off a physical therapist like again i'm not 
chiropractor, physical therapist. They're both doctorates. They both go to school way longer than we did. So I'm not putting either of them down. But to piss off a physical therapist, just say, oh, you're kind of like a chiropractor, right? And they will <laughs> lose it every single time. Hey, we uh, we got a guest coming up here, uh, Chico Borman, who hosts the Chico Show. Is that correct? I don't want to. I'll have him. Uh, the Chico Borman Show. Uh, yes. Yeah, let's uh, get him on here. I haven't sent him the link yet. And we'll let him tell his story. Beauty, we are going to talk about the new show that he hosts. We're going to talk about some free agency signings, the trade that went down today, and more. Stick around. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we now welcome on a very special guest, host of the new Chico Borman show, which you can find on all podcast platforms. You can find him on Twitter at Chico Show CLE. It's the man himself, Chico Borman. Sir, how you doing? And thanks for joining us. Fellas, it is uh, it is great to be with you. I appreciate you having me on. How are you? Just living the dream. No complaints. I'm going to Florida tomorrow for a week, so I get to leave this BS Midwest weather and go sit on a beach for a while. So I cannot complain at all. Um, hey, so one thing I want to start real quick is someone. I saw someone saying, um, what do you think about someone asking me as if my opinion means anything at all? Like, what do you think of all this new these new podcasts and blogs coming up for the Browns over the last couple of years. Like, isn't it, isn't it too much? And I think it's absolutely phenomenal how many new shows and just content is coming out of Cleveland right now um, for the Cavs, the guards, but really, especially the Browns, there's literally a show or a blog for every type of person, fan, whatever you want. It's out there now. Like a few years ago, we would have, you know, we had like ESPN Cleveland and maybe a podcast or two. Now there's like 50 pods, 50 blogs. There's so much going on. And you now being not new to the media scene, but you started your debut, your new podcast a couple of weeks ago. Can you talk about kind of your history as a Browns fan and really the the debut of this new show you have? Sure. Um, well, I was uh, I was born and raised in Cleveland, uh, Northeast Ohio. So, um, you know, proud of that. I think we all I, I, I think I said the first day I was on the air, which was uh, last Friday with the podcast that, you know, there's nobody. Everybody assumes when you travel. And I think you guys said you're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody assumes that, oh, if you say you're from Cleveland, they feel a need to like apologize. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. I'm proud of it. You know, I mean, yeah, we've had a lot of heartbreak. And yeah, we've had some certainly since 1999, some buffoonery and you know, clowns taking over in Berea and and you know, trying to just get out of their own way. But, you know, by and large, I think anybody who's from here is or spent any great deal of time here is extremely proud to be from here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, there's been heartbreak. I mean, I grew up basically the eighties was my, my wheelhouse as far as, you know, growing up as a kid and into my teens. And so, you know, I, I absolutely diehard Browns fan. We went to Browns games, sat in the pound. Um, you know, there was a lot of heartbreak. There was also some of the best times I've ever had in my life. And I'm in my forties now, uh, happened you know, down there at, uh, at old municipal stadium. And of course I'm a, you know, diehard Indian slash guardians fan, Cavs fan. So I love it here. I've, I've always felt fortunate to, 
to grow up in this area. I moved away for a little bit for college and was in Pennsylvania for a while, kind of cut my teeth in the business. And then to be able to come back here has always been uh, a dream of mine and was able to do that uh, with a radio show. And now I'm just so stoked to be on uh, with the podcast Monday through Friday, one to three on, on big play. So really excited. And, and you're right. I mean, to your point about how many there are, there, there are a ton. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, some, some are good. Some are not so good. Some are, Fact. you know, I think, I, I think what it, I think what it says is, look, we, we hear about bronze backers clubs all throughout the country. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've been around for a long, long time. Now, you know, there's an outlet, more of an outlet from, you know, uh, social media and to, to everything that, you know, that thirst is now being met. Um, but it's always been there. I mean, the Browns have always had an extremely loyal following. And I think people feel, hey, you know, this, for some, it's therapeutic. Some, you know, they want to make money off it at this point. Um, you know, uh, you're free to do whatever you want to do. But there are there are definitely definitely a lot of them out there i can't keep them all straight to be honest with you this is absolutely therapeutic i've said it on the podcast like it, it my therapist was and it still is sick of hearing about the browns go ahead rally there, there's only like three good ones though we got us chico <laughs> show uh joe thomas's but they're done i i think um but for the record uh chico's show is not on the audio podcast yet that's in the work it's happening it just hasn't caught up to it it's oh did i screw that up YouTube. sorry that's fine it's on youtube twitter we'll put the links in our bio yeah but i i've listened to your show uh, a couple of times now and i think it's fantastic i appreciate your takes they're authentic they're real they're not annoying to listen to you got a great radio voice which every time i we say don't. that I, I feel like i'm you know that joke where people say, oh, you got a great face for radio. I feel like every time I say you got a great radio voice, I feel like I'm being a smart ass or I'm going to be interpreted as being a smart ass. But <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy your show. And yeah, then I was also thinking with my ADD first podcast back since we took our two month hiatus. No, when um, we had uh, Carly and Wyatt Teller on like, a couple, oh, yeah, that was a couple s- weeks ago. No, no, like a couple wow. like six weeks I, ago. Uh, Sorry, hard flex. Um, Kevin, do you think we are the greatest Browns podcast that isn't in Ohio of all time? Oh, absolutely. No question. No question. Hey, oh yeah, Chico, first of all, every time I hear Chico, I think of my favorite trilogy of all time. Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. Um, not trying to compare you to a dog by any means. Um, to Chico Borman show, is it going to be just Browns, all Cleveland sports? Tell me more about the, what you got in the, uh, the plans for the podcast. Oh, wow. It's, I mean, it's wide open. Obviously, it's dominated with Cleveland sports. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I was excited about and, you know, in talking to the guys at, at Big Play and whatnot is I, I really I really wanted to bring the, the, the talk show uh, format or feel to the podcast. So I, you know, nice. I really wanted to take calls, which we do in the first hour. I think people are still kind of getting used to where we're at and, and finding us and all that sort of thing. And quite honestly, I'm getting used to all the technology, but it's all a good thing. But so first and foremost, I, I really wanted to be able to talk to 
fans like yourselves on a regular basis. So that's like the first hour of the show every day. We, we go one to three. And then at two o'clock, there's always going to be a guest. Like I said, today uh, we talked baseball uh, with Brett Boone, former all-star second baseman. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. So I, I got to know him pretty well last, last year on my show. And, and uh, he's, uh, he's been gracious enough to come on throughout this year as well. So that's a flex. Um, it, I mean, it's, yeah, there you go. Hard flex. It's, uh, it's all over the place um, as far as topics. I mean, I, I think anything's fair game, but I, I'd say, you know, we're dominated by the, you know, the Cleveland sports scene and and uh, kind of current events, that sort of thing. If we haven't already said it, this is part of the Big Play Network. Today, working backwards on some news. Obviously, the Browns have been very active the last couple of weeks here in free agency. Today, we traded for Elijah Moore. From the New York Jets gave them our number 42 pick in the draft to get the speedy wide receiver back along with a third round pick. Chico, I want to start with you. Initial thoughts, comments. What do you think about the trade? And does that kind of close things off outside of maybe a couple more little signings here and there for the big need in the wide receiver room? Adding on to that question before <laughs> looking at us already interrupting each other. This is such us midseason form. Um there's a lot of people on the internet that seem to be the biggest Elijah Moore fans of all time. If you look at his stats from last year, I think he had like one touchdown, 400 yards, and they apparently have the reasons behind it. Like, are, are you in on the, I was just wanted to address that. It seems like everyone is like, this is the greatest trade of all time. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's classic Browns fan, but. Yeah, so I don't even know if that was a valid question, but I'm just throwing that out there that I saw that on the internet. Yeah, I I would say, uh, so yesterday, we'll uh, go ahead and promote another one of our guests. We had uh, Nick Shook on the show from NFL.com, also a Northeast Ohio native. And before before this trade went down, I said to him, because I was, honestly, guys, I was having a hard time with people that were saying, you know, interested in Jerry Judy. You want to be interested in Jerry Judy, that's fine. But, you know, I, I've heard craziness like, well, maybe you trade Nick Chubb or Wyatt Teller. And I'm like, what, what are you guys talking about? Yep. And, and Nick basically said yesterday, he's like, Chico, you know as well as I do. And, of course, you guys know it as well. Browns fans are always, always, always looking to upgrade at wide receiver. They're always looking for that next best, that, 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 that shiny new toy. And so, I mean, Elijah Moore is – He's new. Um, I, I think here's the thing that I look at with Elijah Moore. I think he's talented. I mean, he was an All-American coming out of uh, coming out of Ole Miss. He had five touchdowns his rookie year. Uh, you're right. He only had one score last year. He fell out of favor. But who didn't fall out of favor in New York? I mean, that was a colossal mess. Mm-hmm. So it, it's one of those where am I, you know, just over the moon excited about him? No, I mean, like everything else, especially with the Browns, for God's sake, like I got to see how this plays out and how they mesh. And, you know, hopefully he's, he's got a good attitude on him. But to, to play second to second fiddle to Amari Cooper and, and fit in with Donovan Peoples-Jones, I mean, I think he's a guy that can definitely um, take the top off of defense. And I, I think he's, he's very talented. Um, but, you know, it was a low-risk type of thing. And the other thing is they've got – if I'm not mistaken, they'll have him for another two years on that rookie contract. So yep. you know, hopefully it's an opportunity 
to develop him. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I think anyone would agree, is uh, a hell of a hell of an upgrade over Zach Wilson and whatever that mess was. So I, I you know, part of that was on him, but you know, I, I don't think it was all on him. But to answer your question, you know, Browns fans are as soon as they get that new guy, he's the greatest thing they've ever seen, even though they haven't actually seen him. The most perfect thing is that he's the the notorious the Ole Miss piss picture when he scored <laughs> when he scored in college and raised his leg in the end zone like he was taking a leak as a dog, which then ironically cost him that game. So I think it's just that's just the most perfect, most Browns thing of all time right there. But I agree with everything you said. I like that we finally got the guy, the speedy guy in the slot that can take that top off. Um, and Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whatever his name is now, he said that in his, he's one of the one of the best route runners next to Cooper that he thinks is out there right now. Um, so I'll, I'll take I'll take that as any kind of reason to give him another uh, to up his score in my book, of course. But I like it. Again, we needed speed. Needed a guy who can catch. No, sorry, Schwartz. Um, we'll see what happens. What? Uh, go ahead, Riley. Uh, so I figured we could kind of bundle the other free agents, free agency moves that the Browns have made, uh, primarily on the defensive side of the ball. Last week, two weeks ago, I don't know. Time's a flat circle. The Browns picked up Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, DT. Uh, that he was with the Vikings. Yep. Prior to this, correct. Yeah. For a yep. four-year, 57-mil contract. Uh, Juan Thornhill, two-time Super Bowl with the champs. Safety from the Chiefs, three-year, 21-mil. Obo. Double O. o. Double O. Double yeah. O. Can we make that his name? Uh, Obo. 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 Yep. Obo. Uh, <laughs> D.E., who was with Houston, and he is also a Super Bowl champ with uh, the Rams, right? Did he get a ring with them? Oboe, yes. Uh, he was on the Rams for that, whatever. Hopefully he gets his ring with us. Um, <laughs> and then a couple of mid-lower mid profile signings on the defensive side of the ball. For the right, I saw something on He's Reddit. got a ring with the Rams, double O. He does yeah. have a ring. Yeah. One of the funniest comments I saw that was also spot on, some people were criticizing some of, not these guys, but some of the Brown signings that they made on the defensive line saying that those players were very mid as if they were being scoffed at. And somebody said, if all of those players were mid tier, then that would be a 50% upgrade compared to what they were last year or what the Browns were last year, <laughs> which I thought was funny, but of those signings, were there any that stuck out to you? Uh, do you think Barry's been doing a good job thus far with the needs on the defensive side of the ball? Um, we could talk about Schneider. The floor is yours. Okay. I, I would say as far as the job Andrew Barry's done, I mean, it, it it's tough because I think, you know, when he first came on the scene, there were, he always had that splash signing, right? Whether it was Jack Conklin and, you know, Austin Hooper and, you know, all of those deals, the, these aren't ones that are going to knock anyone's socks off. I mean, I think everybody just assumed and wanted Oh, it's going to be Hargraves. Well, other teams are after these guys also. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think what you've seen, and it should be to, to no one's surprise, is he's trying to add quite a bit of volume to that to that defensive line room, and hopefully Jim Schwartz is going to be able to help, uh, find a couple of those guys that can actually contribute. Because you know it, it was a it was a disaster. I mean. 
the idea of, of just teams being able to run the ball at will uh, was just ridiculous. I think, you know, we start with Tomlinson. He's a, he's a guy that can, you know, fill the gaps. He's a good run stopper. He can get a little bit of pressure in the backfield. But, um, you know, I, I think between him and yeah, I want to see some of these younger guys step up too. Like I, I kept hearing, you know, all this talk last year and really for the last two years, like, oh, Jordan Elliott's ready to break out. Jordan Elliott's ready to break out. And, you know, Tommy Togia, the kid out of Ohio State, like these guys parry on Winfrey when he's not foaming at the mouth running up and down <laughs> hallways. Um, like, uh, you know, it, at some point it's got to be enough, like just, just shut up and play and let's see what these guys have. And I, I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's a, a lack of talent or I don't know if it was schematically speaking because, you know, obviously Joe Woods is no longer there and now you enter Jim Schwartz, but it was, it was bad. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. It was bad. And, and uh, that needs to improve. I think, you know, Anthony Walker, the news today coming back, I was very happy to see because yep. my, my big thing, what's that? The captain. I wanted him there just because of his, his leadership, really. Bingo. That, that's that's kind of what I've been saying since, gosh, since Friday, since first show. Um, just, you know, this team lacks leaders. That's why I was scoffing at everybody that's like, oh, why don't we try to trade away Nick Chubb or Wyatt Teller and go for Jerry Judy and get some pit? You finally, uh, you don't have many leaders on this team. Mm-mm. So why the hell are you trading? I mean, Nick Chubb, now granted, he's not a, he's not a vocal leader, but, you know, he's he personifies what you want in a football player. Uh, Wyatt Teller, really the same thing. You have a, a, what should be a dominant run game, a very good offensive line. I'm not, I'm not dealing from that. And then Anthony Walker, if he can stay on the field is like you said, I mean, he's a locker room guy. Now, unfortunately I fell for John Johnson being that guy too. And he, well, I, all I know is for three years and $33 million, he left a lot to be desired. I'm not saying he was the problem. I'm not saying he was an awful player. But to whom much is given, much is, much is you know, wanted in return. And, I mean, he just, uh, I don't know, I, leadership, terrible, calling out his guys. And, and he would say, well, you know, we got guys pointing fingers. Well, you're supposedly the, the, the high-money captain back there. Step in there and get, get it right. It's just that that was really it was really frustrating last year. I think there were a lot of rumors that sources close that he was like leading the charge of taking guys to the clubs. When I heard that, I I'm like, I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but it sounds kind of true because there is no leadership on that team, and he didn't display. I mean, off the field. That stuff doesn't really bother me as much as long as you're not doing like what some other athletes have been doing in the news lately. Um, these guys got to go out and, and blow off some steam. I get that. So that's, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I see both sides of that. Um, Chico, I'm with you a thousand percent. Uh, to start back what you said earlier, you know, all these signings, I think AB's done a, a fine job this offseason. He's filling needs that we have. The defensive line has been, if not the very worst, like second worst the last two seasons in a row. You have to improve that. You cannot be dead last with that unit any longer. Um, I think Juan Thornhill is going to be the JJ, the third, um, or what they they hoped he would be. You know, a couple Super Bowls. uh, He's that true center fielder back there. Uh, But you talk about Jordan Elliott and those guys. 
these signings are all good right now on paper, right? And again, I'm not doing the preseason hype or the highlight tape hype. I'll wait until September or October before I say a word about any of this stuff. August, we're going to be hyped in August. Don't yeah, but, but I'm not doing any of this, oh, training camp, he looks great, any of that shit anymore. I'm done. I've fooled myself so many times. <laughs> we all have. But um, we need to have some of these guys on the roster that we've drafted take steps up. Or there's, none of this shit matters. Elliot's got to step up. Togi has got to step up. Schwartz uh, on the other side of the ball. Schwartz, um, what's wrong with me? Uh, David Bell got to, these other guys that we have have to make leaps this year, or nothing. None of this matters and it doesn't work anyway. All right, l- let yeah. me hear your thoughts on this. Sorry to cut you guys off. Um, I feel like the Browns fans and the Browns organization, which I hope, hope, hope I'm wrong. They kind of look at these players as like chess pieces, and it's like, who are we missing? Who are we missing? We got to get the next guy or that guy, which yeah, talent matters, but I feel like they're they don't prioritize getting the absolute best out of the players you have, particularly on defense. Like since Dorsey's been gone, I can only think of one player that has improved on the defense side of the ball, and that's Taki Taki. Other guy, it's like whether it's rookie or free agents that they bring in, it's like nobody develops. The team does not get better. Is that a fair statement or no? Yeah, you're you're preaching the choir. I mean, this is what I and again, I, I realize it's not something that you know the the gung ho Browns fan wants to hear because they want to hear that you know Andrew Barry's killing it in free agency and wow, this guy, what a great signing, and this guy, and that that should put us over the top, you know. If, if we haven't learned by now, and like you talked about, joked about, uh, you know, kind of falling for the hype and, and, and all that stuff, and I've done it too. Like, I assumed after 2020, Kevin Stefanski's rookie year, I'm like, man, if you can do it during a, a pandemic, for God's sake, and, and get everybody on the same page and everybody, you know, uh, in that situation doing what they need to do, then we're going to be good. And then, well you know, it, it's the NFL. So like, you're going to have to make adjustments to the adjustments. And on top of that, you're going to have to play as a team. And like I said, it's boring, right? Nobody likes, nobody likes to hear, well, you know, you got to play for each other and you got, what, well, why do you think Bill Belichick in, in new England, it, you know, the reason that the Patriots were a dynasty for so long. Yeah. That quarterback had a little bit to do with it. I know, mm-hmm. but they get players and everybody put their freaking ego can i i almost said something else but oh, yeah, i was swear all the fucking time yeah i, I mean it, they put their fucking ego at the door they check <laughs> it at the door and they and they know if i don't then i'm gonna be out of here and i feel like kevin stefanski's a i i really believe this i think he's a great coach i do i think he's got to learn some things but there's a fine line between being that great coach and then you know, you, you want to be buddy-buddy with guys. I mean, you want to create an atmosphere that, yes, everybody's relaxed, they can be themselves, but you also have to create an atmosphere where guys are looking over their shoulder and guys are like, wow, well, he's practicing hard and he's, you know, doing this and he's doing that, he's doing all the right things. I better, you know, I better mind my P's and Q's or my ass is going to be gone. I don't think that attitude exists in Berea. I could be wrong and I'm not there every day, but I certainly believe that that is not a, a prevalent um, mindset throughout many of the guys in that locker room. And guys, that is a big, big problem that needs to change immediately. Spot on. 
I said this last year many times, two things on that. One is I said, who is the captain of this team? Can you anyone find me one? And I'm not saying who's the best player out there. Does it automatically make you a captain? Who's one that's going to grab someone in the locker room and be like, hey, man, clean this shit up. Or like, this ain't cool. Exactly what you just said. And two, I've said this on this podcast many, many, many times. My two favorite coaches of all time, Belichick and Tomlin, because they do not let any of that shit slide. If you fall out of line or you don't want to work your ass off or don't be there, you're cut. They cut people on Monday after having a shitty game or no effort on Sunday all the time. And I agree with you. We just don't have that cutthroat, like, you know, put the fear of God in these people about being true professionals and, and coming to work every day. Now, granted, let me know. I, I don't think that the team are a bunch of lazy goofballs. Let, let me be real clear here. That's yeah. not the problem. Yeah. But I, I do agree that there really isn't that. All I want is like a Belichick or a Tomlin type type culture where it's you come into work and and again, majority of these guys do. But when you talk about some of the discipline stuff, like when Grant Delpit was disciplined for like one series uh, to start a game, when Miles had to sit out like the first quarter, like if that's how you're disciplining these guys, why even do it? Like that's a joke. Yeah, no. And, and you know what? You mentioned Miles. You mentioned Delpit. I mean, Miles is a tremendous player. He's he's great in the community. We we love Miles Garrett, but you know certain things like you know I heard some people say, oh well, you know he's speeding. He's a young guy. Well, there's certain things that guys like Miles Garrett can't do, okay? Because what happens is then a guy like Perrion Winfrey, and I'm not blaming Miles for Winfrey. Winfrey was a wild card to begin with. Yeah. But what happens is you know he sees that from Miles Garrett. Jadavian Clowney is about as selfish as they get. And then Perry and Winfrey's like, well, I'm just here to get mine. That shit, I mean, that, that shit will spread through a locker room faster than you know what. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's there. And back to John Johnson, beginning of the year when, you know, you're breaking down in coverage and nobody's communicating and everybody's pointing fingers, that was the time that somebody and, you know, John Johnson, somebody, but I don't know, you're the three-year, $33 million guy. The big Getting somebody's face and go, guys, we're not coming out of this meeting room until everybody's on the same page and until – now, was some of it they were upset with Joe Woods and his scheme? Maybe. But for God's sake, man, three games into the season, you're pointing fingers at each other and saying, well, it's his fault, it's his fault, everybody's out uh, to get their own and – as soon as you see that and hear that, it's like what what it, it's hard enough to win in the NFL when you have guys on the same page. My God, you can't be you can't be fighting amongst yourselves for God's sake. Well, I I, I hear I agree with most of that. Uh, first off, I think Joe Woods was bad. And I'm also yeah. I also think that he was so bad that that's kind of an indictment on Stefanski. It's like year one of Stefanski, everybody. Uh, Andrew Sendejo was the biggest scapegoat of all time. And they get rid of Sendejo, who was, it's not like he came here with a big contract, but he's gone. They replace him with expensive personnel. And they kind of had some ups and downs year two on defense. And then last year, they were the laughing stock as far as I'm concerned. And it's like, well, who's coaching the coaches? Like, was it scheme? What, like, I was also blown away that after that Jets two, that week two Jets loss that they had Delpit on the press conference. Like why wasn't it Joe Woods the entire time versus the, I think they had Delpit up there and Ward up there, maybe JJ. And it's like, they kind of threw each other under the bus. 
And I don't even blame them because it was so quick. Their bells rung after that horrific, god awful Titanic of a loss. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Who is taking charge? It didn't seem like the coach is taking charge. And how much blame do you put on the coaches versus the players for, say, a lack of effort, lack of stepping up, et cetera? And it's like, well, Woods was there for three years. I got I got to reel us back in because this went to become a very depressing conversation, and it's the off season, and I'm actually in a great mood. I can't think about the Jets game. I can't think about Joe Woods. Those are those are in the past. We're moving on, baby. Hey, right, right. a lot you're of people, right. a lot of the analysts at ESPN, not all of them, but a lot of people are saying giving saying the Browns have had the best off season so far. Uh, Again, Dan Orlovsky, who is someone I am a huge fan of, today tweeted. He's like, "Hey, man, the Browns have had a sneaky, really, really good off season so far," and I don't, I, I can't disagree. But again, I'm not going to be like, oh, we're, you know, we're Super Bowl favorites now because of some of these signings. I just want to wait to see how it plays out. But I'm extremely happy with the holes that we're filling. I'm extremely happy with the trade. Love that A-Walks back. And I love that Schwartz is known for taking D-linemen, D-ends, and making them better. Like, th- those are his, the foundation, well, of any defense, obviously. But Schwartz loves him, some D-linemen, and, D- and, and he's proven that he takes that unit and makes them better. He takes good players and makes them great players. Look at his boys in Philly. Um, he's got a track record to Tennessee. He's got a track record of doing this. So I'm excited to see what he does with this defense. I like that. You know, we talk about what's the one thing money can't buy. You know, when it comes to coach, coaching these guys, money can't buy you rings. A lot of these guys want to have that legacy. They want to have those Super Bowl rings, the championships. They will listen to a coach like Schwartz who's been there, done that. because they, they know, oh, he can actually take me there. So I'm excited to see what happened or what happens, excuse me, the rest of this offseason. Chico, sir, appreciate you joining us. Uh, very excited uh, to be listening to your show. Again, folks, that is the Chico Borman Show. Find that on the Big Play Network on YouTube and coming soon to other streaming services, I imagine. Again, on Twitter, it's Chico Show CLE. Um, and thanks again, sir. We'll have to do this again. Guys, I really enjoyed it, man. Have me on, uh, you know, whenever you need me. I, I'd love to come on again and care for what you wish uh, for. And you, <laughs> you guys are, you guys got one hell of a following. So uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Thank you, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, sir. Nobody's ever said that before, Chico. That- oh <laughs> no, oh no. Before, before Raleigh's Okay, for again, thanks for the Dogs War podcast. Check out Chico's show for Raleigh, for Chico, for myself. <laughs> Good night, Cleveland.